Okay. Well, uh, I have the, the numbers in for the advice podcast, colon, advice, colon, the podcast. It's not good. It's not good. It is not looking good. Uh, possibly because we haven't released the podcast yet, but still, uh, I, I've I've listened to it fifteen times, and that fifteenth listen, I didn't laugh very hard. There wasn't, well, there wasn't much advice in there either. That was, I think, I mean, out out of all of the problems that we had with that, uh, uh, I feel like. The fact that we didn't really give any advice is probably the one that's mostly on us. That, that's fair, but I, I think that a lot of people need to know when they need to have advice, and I'd like to give them that advice right now, is check yourself and call into podcasts for advice, please, because you need it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not looking like the advice podcast is going to take off. We might be uh, back to square one here. Um, Let, let's say back to the old drawing board. Oh. Because everybody likes to draw a picture. Yeah. Sorry, internet, but you fucked around and made me go back to the old me. Yeah. I'm really excited. I, I don't give advice well, and I really don't take notes at all, so what... If what's good for the goose is good for the gander, then that podcast wasn't good for me or you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you famously, you come in here and I have notes and you you sit in your your high little uh, my, folding my baby chair. chair. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a baby seat. I've, I've had my little bowl of dry Cheerios and now it's time to podcast. Sitting there with his sunglasses on, just refusing, you know... Our director comes up to us and he's like, guys, this isn't a podcast. And we're like, no, we don't have a podcast. That's what we're trying to figure out. And then you're just like, you throw your applesauce at him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when the airplane's coming into the hangar, I shut the door. You just slam that yeah. hangar shut. When the director is telling you to eat your applesauce. I like mine with cinnamon, and he doesn't take notes well either. And uh, <laughs> we're just going to move on from there, and I, no, no more advice. Just solid facts, and I don't care about any of our listeners. Is that okay? That's fine. All right. But uh, we gotta, we got to come up with an idea. Well... I've got lots. No of more fooling around. We got to piss or get off the pot here, and you know me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not close to getting off the pot. You're famous for for sitting on the pot. Famous stoner comedian. Also for yeah. We'd all like some some time on the pot, Nate. People You've been show, on the pot too long. <laughs> people show up, and I'm just sitting on a toilet. Like, oh, did you think I meant weed? No. And that's my that's my live show. And then you showed them the little <laughs> ring imprint on your bare buttocks because you foregone pants at this point. 
I actually, I ha- I just had it tattooed. You know, like when you get like an autograph, and then you go to the tattoo shop and you get them to tattoo over the autograph. Mm-hmm. I just had that the the ring from sitting on the toilet too long. <laughs> just had it tattooed onto my butt cheeks. Not only as a statement of my uh, beliefs and lifestyle, but also. Uh, it's kind of like uh, the, the like targeting system they use to like dock the Soyuz to the International Space Station. Mm-hmm. Like I have like a I have like a targeting marker now to just just slide that ass right into the bowl. Just like uh, you don't need a guy with those orange uh, light up cones. I can finally, I can finally uh, tell that or- guy with the orange light up cones to go home. He doesn't have to. Doesn't have to sit on the tank of my toilet and guide me in for a landing yeah. every time I have to tattoo. Well, let's my be honest. Job. Every time I have to pee or poop, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not standing. <laughs> the lights off. I'm not going to turn it on. Yeah, yeah. The uh, atrophying of my leg muscles has uh, made standing for a piss uh, very painful. Yeah. Well, I mean. <sighs> I mean, why am I even using up all of that floor space if I'm not going to sit on the toilet? I don't know. I found it strange that you wanted to record a podcast in your bathroom, but here we are. (laughs) Yeah, here we are in the bathroom. All right. Well, I've been doing some research, and I'm coming at you with an idea here. Now, it appears that... um, there is a uh, fantasy sports craze gripping the nation right now. Now, uh, like elves and dwarves. Like, well, I mean, if by elves and dwarves you mean minorities, yes, every everyone in America is picking out their favorites and pretending to control them. Well, that's very exciting. Yeah, it seems like uh, it's really hot right now. Where can I sign up? Uh, at any office job. Oh. Also, if you have like a brother-in-law who sometimes says things that make you uncomfortable, he probably has a group of buddies that are doing it. So he could talk to me about these fantasy sports you speak of instead of his massive gun collection? Yeah. That sounds desirable to me. Tell me more. Well... I don't know. I, I don't know how it works. It seems oh. inscrutable to me, but I know that it's very popular and it could be something we could exploit. <sighs> hmm. I do like this idea and I do find a lot of regular sports boring. This is on record. Uh, do you think that we should start from the ground up, or like, uh, do we do we need to? Uh, I guess what I, I want to know: Are we organizing around uh, a, a fantastical sport that already exists? Like, is this a Quidditch thing, Harry Potter? No, I believe bullcrap? this is just where you you pretend that you have all of the famous sportsmen on your team. Ah, I know all their names. I I mean this this is no kayfabe. I have no clue how uh, fantasy football works. Um, I think that if you just know the name of Patrick Mahomes, you 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 take his power. 
It's maybe somewhat a Beetlejuice situation, except you can't actually make them pop up right here by saying their name three times. But by saying their name three times, people associate them with you. Now, when you say uh, like a Beetlejuice thing, I'm surprised that you went to that well for uh, stealing the powers of uh, sports stars. When you clearly could have gone to Space Jam. Oh, yeah. Michael's secret stuff. Well, no, they have that basket. The Monstars, they famously have the basketball that absorbs the soul of the NBA All-Stars. So That's then true. Patrick Ewing and Muggsy Bogues are like I bumbling fools. I have some real problems with the team construction of the Monstars. Uh, one point guard and... Four power forwards slash centers does not make a team. Uh, there's nobody with a credible jump shot on that team. I understand how they lost to a ragtag tag group of cartoon animals. Yeah. Yeah, it also seemed like, you know, the thing that's wrong with Monstar basketball these days is that everybody wants to be the Monstar. They just, they don't nobody focus on the fundamentals. Mon role player. No. Okay. The Mon utility infielder. Yeah. Is role player a thing in basketball? Uh, that's what you'd call somebody who comes off the bench for uh, probably eight to 12 minutes a game. Interesting. Someone who has uh, one skill but is deficient in all others. Ah, and that's called a roll. So, now, see, you this got is your three-point shooters. You got your clamp-down defenders. You got your backboard breakers. Now, see, this—I'm realizing it might be the fatal flaw, uh, it, the glaring fatal flaw that's been in, right in our faces the entire time, and that is that uh, I'm going to be at a severe disadvantage doing a podcast about fantasy sports because I don't understand how reality sports work so unless unless we try to invent our own fantasy sport i'm gonna be uh kind of lagging behind the whole time like i'll be just on wikipedia trying to fake it until i make it i agree i think we should do fantasy sports fan fiction fan now see i was gonna say the one the one fantasy sport that i feel that i am qualified to speak on is the movie space jam Okay. So if if we could come up with a a fantasy space jam league, well, I mean, you've got Disney out there, you've got the Don Bluth uh, cartoons, uh, we've got a whole wealth of serial mascots. I mean, we we could definitely get a Sega Genesis game together on this. So, so what you're saying is that what we would do is have a fantasy. Fantasy uh, Cartoon Character League, where we would draft our favorite cartoon characters onto a team. Yeah, we, we could probably have a... We'd, we'd have to make uh, some friends, but we, we I, I, I would say that we could have a draft. We could... <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm really high on uh, Cool Spot, 7-Up Cool Spot. I... I'd like to get him. I think I can get him in a late, later round, though, because I think I've 
ruining it right now. Now, what are we drafting? What are we drafting them to? Teams uh, within like the National Football League. Um, I'm just gonna throw Snagglepuss on the Baltimore Ravens. I think we. I think we make up our own team, and then we just get a collection of our favorite cartoons to hang out with, and uh, we can just. Uh, Imagine I can can I be on the team with them? That's really what <laughs> what I I want this to be like a one of those uh I'm kind of turning this into my uh make a wish foundation wish that can't actually happen and they have to but yeah, playing football with all of my favorite cartoons is All right. Well, I think we're going to need to do a draft real quick. Okay. All right, so how many people go on a team on sports ball? <laughs> um, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but me and some of my intellectual friends like to refer to all popular sporting events and uh, fandoms as sports ball. Okay. It's, it's diminishing. It doesn't, I, I, as a sports fan, it doesn't bother me. All right, well, we're going to have to come up with something more... It's more the cartoons more I'm worried that, that you're going to uh, make fun of, and I'm going to get all triggered, and I really don't want to have to... Go to the Joker yeah. movie? I, I wanted to make a reference, but I, I was worried I'd tip you off to who I was going to draft. Oh, so. oh, oh, yeah. All right, so wait. How many, how many team, team members are we doing? Well... Now here's here's I the one thing. I think we're going to take that Space Jam format. We're we're going to be drafting like real dream teams here, okay? Because we only have two two people here. If we if we had, you know, I don't know how many people normally play this. If it's uh, five, ten, fifteen, three hundred, like I mean, we could really, <laughs> yeah, really be scraping the bottom of the barrel. But I mean, I'd, I'd say all your 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 bugs and Mickey's and everybody right at the top. I mean. We're making a 1992 dream team. All right, but so this is now. Here's this is the one the one uh, fact that I do know is that I'm pretty sure that there are nine people on a baseball team. That is correct because of that that corny poem. Casey uh, strikes out. Casey, yeah. Casey, Casey does it again. Yeah. The Casey's that must be crazy. Dingbat Casey sure can't hit a baseball. Casey, you crazy son of a bitch. Take me to bed or lose me forever. <laughs> All right, so how many people are on? We, we got nine on a baseball team, 11 on a football team, and five on a basketball team. Oh, you know, I was trying to think of, I was like, I think I can figure out how many people are on a basketball team because there was that Wayans Brothers movie. But then I was like, I, you know what, honestly, it could have been any number. Well, that Wayans movie was The Sixth Man. The Sixth Man. And which was like, they, they got an unfair advantage because they had a ghost player a ghost. on the court. So. But I couldn't remember the number. It could have been the ninth man yeah. and he gets kidnapped by barbarians and slowly learns their language. Yeah. That's a John McTiernan movie, isn't it? Based on a book by Michael Crichton. Oh. I remember being... We're not going to say the uh, name of it. Naturally excited for that movie, and... 
Because you were like a you were like a little nerd in denial about how how Michael Crichton's books aren't that good, except for like Jurassic Park and Terminal Man. And you're like, no, I like Airframe. No, I I read uh, Rising Sun in 2002, and I was like, this is racist, and, and that was like a 15 year old. <laughs> I think I I think I totally beat off the Terminal Man when I was a kid because there's like a description of tits in it at one point. Oh, you've you've got a very feminine sexuality. I've never been able to use a l- literature erotica, erotica ah. in that way. Well, that's that's a skill worth having. Yeah, I mean, really, anything works. Sometimes, um, I'm I'm interested in anything that works. So sometimes detail. I'll. Uh, um, sorry, I'm just really embarrassed to admit it. Uh, sometimes uh, when the steam, when the kettle in the morning when I'm making my English breakfast tea, mm-hmm. sometimes when that sound gets going, ooh, baby, that's enough. Uh, is it? Is it the... The whistle scream of the the kettle, or is it uh, the 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 bracing steam hitting your face? It's the scream. Okay. That kicks it off, but uh, you know, can't you can't do a scream without a little steam? Yeah, that's what they say. That's what the doctor said when he when I said, "Should I stop doing this?" And my penis is horribly scalded. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I. I think because this is basket or football season that we're currently in the throes of. Did I say football? Yeah, it's foot. It's football. It's time. football season. It's football season, and, in America. And enjoy it while you can, because we don't have too many of these left. All my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. It's true. Yeah, like it seems like. It seems like nowadays. We don't even have football season like we used to. It's like it goes straight from baseball season into basketball season. And they say, you know, like up at the North Pole, there's just like uh, like huge chunks of John Madden just shearing off into the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean. I'm wondering how he got his stupid bus up there. <laughs> Who else does that? Like, I, I know that there are other... Other famous folks who have to fly, or I mean, not fly, not fly, be all about the country and have their own chartered bus that takes them everywhere. But uh, John Madden was my first uh, knowledge of somebody doing that. Just like one person being like, "Yeah, I want a tour bus, and we'll we'll, we'll just have wings on on the bus, and yeah, it's going to take us a good eighteen hours to get to Miami, but." I don't have to fly. But we'll never die. <laughs> yeah. We're Alien Ant Farm. That's a joke, because Alien Ant Farm, that band, the reason they didn't... Uh, one of the reasons why they didn't stick around was that their tour bus went off a cliff. I was not aware of that. I I thought that their only hit being a uh, Michael Jackson cover might have had something to do with it, but... 
All right, but I was th- never that into them. This is neither he are nor they are. Okay, we are trying to draft our fantasy. Let's do it. Our our cartoon fantasy teams. Now, uh, I just said that I thought that since it's football season, we should do eleven. But now, for time reasons, since we killed <laughs> a few minutes um, talking about John Madden for some reason and his bus. I, I think apologize. maybe maybe we should do a baseball team of cartoon characters. Okay. So uh I, I will defer. You can have first draft pick, sir. All right. All right, so number one on on my team is gonna be Captain Planet. That's that's a five tool player See, if I've ever I I thought about just drafting one of the Planeteers and then I was like, wait. He has all of their powers combined. Let's get him in the mix. Okay, well, I'm I'm sorry, but with my first pick, I'm going to draft Wheeler of the Planeteers. Uh, ring ring power of fire, and I'm going to instruct him not to call Captain Planet. I'm probably going to make him my DH because I I'm, I've I've got a lot more athletic uh, cartoon characters to to call, but. All right, so um, for my next one, I am going to pick Caillou. <laughs> I really hate your team already. Yeah, he does have a baseball hat. Is that that? Oh man, that really. Ugh. Why would you do? Why would? Because I mean. Listen, my team is is all about selling that merch. We want to have that Brian Bosworth style antihero on the team. The people that the, the player that people <laughs> love to hate. Okay. He's like the boss. Look, I'm, I'm, look I'm, Caillou. I'm gonna go real obvious with my second pick and and, and choose uh somebody that people love to love and uh Mickey Mouse. Throw him in at second base. All right, so we got Mickey Mouse and Wheeler versus Captain Planet <laughs> and Caillou. All right, now next up, you know, he's not the best, but uh like I just I honestly he's he's one of my favorites. I got a soft spot. Got to got to call the Hamburglar up to the big leagues. Oh. Very sneaky. I, I love that choice. Uh, I I just know a lot of bases are going to be stolen. Yeah, yeah. No, we're gonna we're actually gonna get a sponsorship uh, with a brand synergy with Spalding and McDonald's to get all the uh, bases painted to look like little hamburgers. Oh, that'll keep them from wanting to go up into the stands when when uh, guys are yelling out. Hamburgers, you know, red hots. You know the famous hamburger guy at the baseball game. They're yeah. always people love to go to the baseball game and get a hamburger. It's true that they definitely always have them. It's just not yelling it out. I realize like it's not a, a classic call out. I mean, it's usually like ice cold coke. Got your ice cold coke here. His coke and beer, and then uh, beer here. Hot dogs. And, you know, I don't think... It's been years since I've seen a Peanuts guy at a baseball game, but people still say that. They still have Peanuts, but, I mean, 
They're not going to walk around barking peanuts. It sounds a little bit like penis, if you're not careful. Yeah, that, that's... Penis! Penis. <laughs> He's just... It's, <laughs> it's like, remember in middle school when you play the penis game, where you just see who's brave enough to yell penis the loudest? Yes. It's like that guy got that job to, like, fucking beat all of his friends. He's just actually yelling penis, and he's like, none of you will ever beat me now. I'm yelling it at the Mets game. <laughs> and they're paying me $12 an hour to do it. Just living the dream, baby. Living the dream, playing that penis game. All right, so uh, who's next for you? Okay, I am going to draft... Trying to think of a cartoon character that actually plays baseball. I'm going to go with uh, Goofy, because I remember that one short where the entire team is made up of Goofy, and he can throw a fastball, he can throw a slow ball, he can throw a corkscrew ball. I'm going to make Goofy my pitcher. That's that's an interesting choice, and I see what you're doing here, trying to get a... You're trying to get the uh, the old New York Yankees luck, as they call it, <clears throat> by just having the most money. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going after. I mean, we only yeah, have two Mickey, two teams. Goofy. Like, I mean, we're gonna have this is like a top eighteen cartoon characters draft. Like, I I've got little personal favorites, but I'm like, it wouldn't do to you like cult cartoon version of Sultan of Brunei also on my team. Yeah, precisely. All right, well, for my next one, um, listen, this, you know, this is the shortstop, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You started saying team Oh, positions. I, I, I'm, I'm putting positions to mine. I've got my DH, my second baseman, and my pitcher so now, far. Yeah, see, it took me, I kind of, I, I kind of like, uh, you might have seen my eyes space out for a minute because I had to figure out what DH stood for. Uh, the designated uh, hitter. Yeah, nice try. I already knew you couldn't fool me. Okay. But, so, shortstop, I'm just saying things now so that I sound, you know, like I keep up, like I'm not a traitor to this country. Um, at shortstop, weighing in at 130 pounds, you better respect his authority. It's Eric Cartman <laughs> of South Park. Now, you're putting one of the... Uh, Slowest, laziest, least athletic cartoon characters I can think of at the position that requires the most of those things. But I do completely believe in his ability to get around that through outside means. Yeah. Also, again, (coughs) trying to sell those Mm T-shirts. People love a T-shirt. Just says, that's, yeah, just, you know, you killed Kenny. All right, I am going to move forward and draft uh, the Incredible Torch. <laughs> Human Torch not, yeah. from, from the Incredible Four. Fantastic Four. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Human Torch. Excuse me. That's my center fielder. Is, is he good. can fly. You don't have I'm sorry, you now have two of the main Disney characters and then two separate guys who have the power of fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
I'm so glad that this is taking so much time from our, our important meeting. Yeah, we maybe should just do rapid fire. Like, I want to do speed chess for the rest of this. All and right. see what we shake out with. All right. I'm going to go uh, next up. Uh, 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 the, um, shit, Bebop from the Ninja Turtles. All right, I got the Jolly Green Giant. All right, I'm I'm going with uh, uh, Mario from the Super Mario Show. Luigi. <laughs> oh shit! Brother against brother. It's the Civil War all over again, and uh, how, uh, 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 the samurai one of the samurai pizza cats. <laughs> all right, I got uh, cool spot seven up. Oh yeah. Um, and, um, my last one is going to be that, <laughs> the lady who goes, Hey, Culligan, man. <laughs> All right. With, uh, my very last choice, I choose Eek the Cat. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> He's going to be my catcher. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Um, Uh, yeah. Do you have any ideas for a podcast? <laughs> um, sure. I, I I've got a new one. Uh, this one is called Rube for Rubes: Demystifying the Rube Goldberg Machine, and it's a podcast in which I will scour the internet uh, for videos of people who have constructed Rube Goldberg machines, and I will offer. And you can help me with this. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm making this about me and not about you right now. Yeah, what am this I? Just the announcer? Uh, this is about us. Um, but anyway, just going to uh, cut out the fat in it. You know, just when, when, when like a, a pebble hits a bird and it flies up into a stick that uh, knocks a, a rock off of a counter and then it falls. Like, I, I'm just going to remove needless steps from Rube Goldberg machines yeah, so that they're more efficient. That makes sense. And yeah. more pleasant. I also, I just wanted to say, like you were talking about like doing videos of Rube Goldberg machines. Well, I'm, 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 like, like, I'm just going to take it as read that our, that our listenership also likes to watch videos of Rube Goldberg machines on, on YouTube. I feel like the videos, though do a good job of demystifying the Rube Goldberg machine. Because if you notice, there's never any mystical elements in the videos. Like, sometimes there is kind of a magical element to the original, you know, you see like, oh, this makes the, there's a, there's a thread tied to this uh, phonograph machine, you see? And then when the phonograph, it lowers the needle onto the, onto the wax cylinder, and that starts to play uh, ragtime jazz music, and that makes this little mouse start to dance, and when the mouse dances, there's always something like that in there. Yeah, and, uh, and then honest, the ones that get made in these videos don't have any of those sorts of flights of fancy. Hey, okay, go. Why don't you make a music video... Let's, where yeah, you're, you're right, remystifying the Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah. The ghost is in the machine, not outside of it. Yeah. So why don't you next music video? You've got a you've got one of your trademark Rube Goldberg devices going while you're all singing and dancing and looking like a bunch of youth pastors. 
And then at some point, there's like a there's like a a, a rubber mouse that gets launched out of a little catapult, and it frightens an elephant. And then the elephant stomps on uh, a watermelon, and the juice drips down, and then that makes uh, a little uh, a little wind up airplane zoom into a guitar and go, and that's your song. Yeah. People are like, Jesus Christ, they made the thing about the elephant being scared of the mouse true. This is the greatest music video of all time. It is true. That is the greatest it's music video. It's better than of that corn one that was an animated one. Mm. Oh fuck. Can I go back? Can I put the can I put the little girl from the corn music video in my That team? would help. That would help. Alright. Um Oh man. That song is Freak on a Leash. What if we put the elephant on a leash so it couldn't run away from the mouse? You know what? As long as we're, uh, as long as we're talking about what, wh- how we could uh, uh, contain this elephant, uh, why not we uh, cage the elephant? Oh! Oh, no. There's so, many, there's so many songs about trying to stop an elephant. It's because they're so strong and it angers us as humans. It's freak on a leash. It's clearly... That's what that song's about. It's about having a strong mind but wanting a strong body. And, and an elephant's just always going to have a stronger body than us. And, you know... Stronger mind, Folks like too. Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger, your Hulk Hogan's, they're not competing against other men, even though they succeed in areas in which they do dominate other men. It's all about that elephant. It's true. It's, you know what? Elephant is the Everest. I feel like this is, like at some point, we're going to have to see a movie where uh, Schwarzenegger faces off against his greatest rival, the uh, African pachyderm. Yes, it's true. And it's really frustrating that they didn't go with the original design of the Predator, which was going to be an invisible elephant. That would have been ideal, but the technology just wasn't there yet. Yeah. I mean, really, that's, I mean, any, like, sci-fi action movie, the the fact that the technology isn't there yet really is, you know, the invisible elephant in the room. (laughs) Fair point. Um, Okay, I got, I got got another one. I got an idea here. This one is called, uh, I wrote down, Virtual Boyfriend Podcast. Well, yeah, that's a great so, idea. This is, uh, this is where we would just, uh, we would just kind of ask open-ended questions and then seem interested, you know? Like, just give those ladies the boyfriend experience for all those lonely ladies out there. So, so are there going to be long pregnant pauses in this podcast where they're expected to uh, speak aloud into the gym that they're jogging in, or uh, into the? I mean, it would be it would be. Uh, I think we would have to do it like a lot of like active listening. So we'd have to just keep. Is keep this it a going. phone in show? I guess is what I'm I'm trying to find out. Or if, if no, no, this would be like ASMR ever, kind of thing. Yeah, more like an ASMR. But uh, but for relationship stuff and not like your weird horny scalp 
condition. I think that's what ASMR is, right? Yeah. I think that's a really good idea. You know what? I, I'm bad at doing that when I have somebody giving me content to work with. <laughs> so I don't know, know how, how well I'm going to free associate being a good boyfriend because that's something I've never been in my life once ever. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> Well, here's a tip. Maybe uh, uh, don't don't think of your girlfriend as a content creator. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Whoosh, oh, I, you know, it's good to get out of the house, have a beer. <laughs> it's like they, she has really been creating some content over there. I'm ju- I'm just saying. <laughs> Working sans and like without any sort of input whatsoever, just just gonna say some soothing things. Well, like maybe how, I think you I, know what it's just it's being present. I think that's a lot of women will tell you, and I ask them. I say, "What what am I doing wrong?" But we're making a podcast. We aren't present. How do we pretend? And and that's the question I've always had to ask myself even when I was present. <laughs> so So I think maybe this could be like a this could be not only like a like a like you 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 are an expert on this subject and I am a novice so <laughs> you, you could I I could just talk for a couple of minutes and then you could correct me. We we could do the my fair lady thing. This is I feel like I my expertise is that I am a, a divorcee. <laughs> Not exactly. Well, all that tells me is somebody agreed to marry you. That is true. I got a good uh, got a good grift. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I think I think just being like, uh, just being there, not being like, babe, babe, I'm trying to play Fortnite. I think that goes a long way. So as long as we don't uh, start playing Fortnite in yeah. the podcast, well, that I'm. Golden then, because I can play Fortnite and talk all day while I'm doing it. I now see. I think that's the problem. I, I'm a great multitasker. I'm doing it right now. I had <laughs> holding a beer. <laughs> I uh, I actually knew someone, and I honestly I can't remember who it was. So please don't. If if you are someone who I'm still friends with. Uh, please don't feel like I'm putting you on blast because I don't remember any of the details except the fact that you, one time, your sister came to visit and uh, your sister had just gotten a divorce and said that it was because her husband wouldn't stop playing that Xbox. And I was like, oh, that could be me. But... I'm going to have to like hit her or something before we can get a divorce. <laughs> I don't know. I I will so say So that's the kind of that's the kind of content we could be putting out there for the ladies. I I I am very receptive to this idea. As long as you know that I'm a novice in this area, I'm going to work at it and moving forward. Maybe we could really build something with yeah. this idea. Well, I mean, that's we want to engage with the audience, right? And it's learning and growing together. I think I think that could work. 
I'm gonna. All right. So what have we come up with? We fantasy sports. We got fantasy sports. We've got uh, remystifying the Rube Goldberg machine. The Rube Goldberg thing. Uh, <coughs> then boyfriend podcast. I, honestly, I, I feel like we've got a lot more percolating than we did last week. I almost don't think we need to check in with Podtron 4500. Oh, we've got to check in with the Podtron 4500. Do you want to do, do that now and uh, see see what it's got? I've, I've got one more uh, idea that I can throw out there. All right, but, throw, uh, throw, throw it out there. And we got a, we got an audience-submitted uh, idea, too, that I think we should talk about. Okay. Uh, well, this one's more of a seasonal thing, so it... It, it might be a short series, uh, but uh, Oktoberfest, a podcast that ignores the fact that Oktoberfest beers are not box for the sake of a shitty pun. Also, an appreciation of those two great box of music, Johann Sebastian, I mean, Johann and Sebastian. Johann Se- Sebastian and Johann and Sebastian? You think I'm, I'm trying to remember what uh, uh, Baroque music box middle name was, because uh, really, I just want to do a podcast about uh, Skid Row, I guess, <laughs> and beer, uh, beer and Skid Row podcast. But maybe we class it up a little bit with uh, his great 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 grandpappy. Are you thinking of Wolfgang Amadeus Bach? No, that's Mozart. And I think there are two Bachs, but the problem with Bach, and, and this is going to help me out, is I'll, I'll be uh, whistling Mozart or Beethoven, and somebody will be like, oh, that's Moonlight Sonata. And I'll be like, I heard it in a commercial. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but nobody's ever said that I'm whistling Bach, and if he's that famous and he's that great, what's he done? Where are your hits? Where? Nobody's ever hawking a Bach's Greatest Hits album. <laughs> Unless it's Sebastian Bach of Skid Row, and we all already have it. That's that's true. What does Skid Row do? What's their uh... eighteen in life? It's the big, big, big hit. God, no, that can't be. Do they have another hit? I feel like. Hang on, I'll go to. I'll. Uh, hang on, we got the computer for a reason. Oh shit! I actually just opened Spotify on accident. But hey. Since we're here, let's see. We got Skid Row here. But in general, the idea of this podcast would be that we would have uh, the music of the greats playing. And it's nearly October, so we would review some of the beers that are coming out from Germany. This song, this is seriously their biggest song well, he, he also, I think, other... I think he won a couple of Tonys. He, he became a Broadway actor when, once the band ended. Wow. How do I stop this? My God. Okay. Uh, all right. So you want to do a podcast about that and the beer with goat on it? Well, mo- mostly uh, every time Oktoberfest rolls around, 200 different types of Oktoberfest beers come out. And it feels like every one I drink is bad. So I want to find out if there's a good Oktoberfest beer. Have you tried the Sam Adams? Yeah. 
Okay. It was okay. I, I think maybe I just don't like that style of beer. I think they're Marzen. Yeah. They're but, Mar- Marzen. I'm the man. But, uh, yeah, just just a simple beer review podcast. All right. That All right. that's sweetened with some sweet tunes. Like I, I I wanted to have one that was a little more out there and this is doable. We we can we can do this podcast and everybody's going to enjoy jumping back and forth between uh you know, two classical styles of music, baroque and hair metal. And uh, we'll just uh, bring our, our little steins with the tops on them and review those beers <laughs> and just be like, this is really malty and, and I don't like the Ooh, taste this of it. This one's biscuity. Yeah. That's what I always say to make it seem like I know about beer. I go, mm, mm, biscuity finish. I, I say things about hops and then sometimes they tell me like, this beer doesn't have any hops in it. And I'm like... <laughs> and you're like, what? Mm. Hop, hop away. You jump I'm out the window. I'm not sure about that. I, I think you might be wrong. I think you're mistaken, Sarah. Uh, no, I definitely taste the hops. You might, you it's might have really got really subtle. Did you make this yourself? Uh, you probably tainted the batch. That's probably what happened. You know, you're a novice and everything. Which you got to have that stuff in there. But I'm j- just trying to find something to s- stifle the. Uh, I, I I don't want the criticism to taint the batch of the podcast. So some fun fun music and a primer for people moving into the season that we're moving into. Jumping into into this uh, this delicious beer, the season of beer and sickly-looking sausages that is Oktoberfest. And who knows? We're going to be outside under a tent. Everybody's going to be drunk. It might be a great time. It might be 70 degrees. It might be 40 and I don't know. It's it, it can go either way every time. Oktoberfest is a roll of the dice. It is. You've got to be very careful. Bring your weaponry. <laughs> Gird yourself. Gird your loins. Yeah. Get them girded up. Okay. Um. So we have a we have a listener submitted uh, idea, and it's uh, from Wesley. And Wesley writes, um, this American knife, Oh, a podcast where it's like antiques roadshow, but then it's always a knife. The antique is always a knife. I'm, I, I'm in love with that idea. I'm hoping that uh, the the pun on this American life means that we're going to hear the stories behind these knives because you know that a knife's value uh, triples in my mind if I know that it spilled blood. That that is true. You want you know you want that game played jersey. Yeah, like uh, I recently uh, <laughs> bought a an electric knife for carving turkey. But if I'd known that it had been used in a gangland murder, I would have paid twice as much. Three times as much, even. 
Yeah, that like if you knew when you were carving the turkey and people were like, "Ooh, that's a say that's a handsome black and decker electric turkey carving knife." You were like, "Thanks." It uh it cut the hand off of a Vietnamese guy who was addicted to gambling. Yeah. I don't know, like I it's just like a a a wild dream, but I I wanted to be able to tell people while I was carving the turkey that uh, this knife is the last living thing that knows where Jimmy Hoffa's buried. The knife is living? Yeah, it's yeah. a living knife? Because when you plug it in, it comes alive. It goes... <laughs> it doesn't sound like that, but I can't make that noise. You, you just got to know this guy. It's Yeah, it's, it's very uh, akin to Frampton coming alive. It uh, Yeah, it excites the senses when that uh, when that knife springs into action. Exactly. And starts carving up that turkey. Or or carving up that uh, Vietnamese businessman who yeah. uh, got in too deep with the sharks. Yep. Why he only needs one so hand. serious? You look way cooler when you're driving with one hand anyway. Yeah, he's got the other one hanging, or, well, the other well, the one. the elbow's out the window. <laughs> His elbow out the window. Yeah, it's it's tough tough to carve an elbow with, with one of those knives. That's yeah, a, lot of, a lot of bone to get through. That's why, you know, that's why, uh, that's why, uh, they, uh, why serial killings still happen in the dark, in the dark alleys. No outlets. You're safe if you're near an outlet. Because somebody's going to be like, I'm going to kill you. But, you know, maybe it'd be easier if I use this turkey knife. And they get, like, to the elbow and they're like, fuck this. They just give up, but uh, in the alley, they're like, well, I got to use this stabbing knife. Yeah. There may have been a few situations in which somebody just decided to go manual on it. I mean, it does have two uh, serrated blades that are supposed to move back and forth to and fro like the waves of the ocean. But Like ships with, with passing enough, in the night. <laughs> with, with enough elbow grease, you, you, you can accomplish that that sort of uh effect on your own <laughs> the trick is getting, i imagine the trick is getting the elbow grease out of the elbow before you cut yeah. it open yeah boy once yeah. you get that elbow yeah once you, get that when, elbow once you cut apart, your first elbow unlimited off, elbow grease you've got lots of lots of grease uh for the cutting of others so we just got to make sure these guys don't get one, because once they get one, you know they're going to get more. All right, I'm just going to, real quick... It's like Pokemon. Once you catch that first Rattata, you're going to be able to weather the others down and capture them. I'm just uh, doing a little bit of background research here to say... or Not to say, but to see... If we uh, we could do some sort of a we uh, I'm looking up knives on uh, on eBay as you often do, and uh, it looks like they do sell knives. I looked up knives used in a murder and I got nothing. I looked up knives evidence, and there's a uh, that's a crazy question I've never considered. 
what happens to the exhibits in a murder trial once the murder trial's over? Yeah. Do they go straight into the collections of uh, like private collectors, straight to museums? Is there some way that the state profits off of these murder? I believe they just save them. They have those, you know, like the lockers you always see where they like in a movie where you have to like bribe the guy who guards the locker with all the evidence in it. So as time goes on, are we going to get to the point where they just have a uh, Indiana Jones warehouse full of all these arcs? The top men. Because nobody can, can, you you know, people want that OJ. They want that OJ knife. They want the the knife and the glove. Oof. Could you imagine like, whoo. Like how hard you could serve somebody if you just showed up wearing that OJ glove? The you only problem to, is it would, just, like, it would fit on my hand so comfortably. Just like do I'd the have robot to... and then bring the hand up in their face and it's the OJ glove. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so step one, learn to pop and lock. Step two, amass a fortune. Step three, buy them gloves. Okay, so or, or uh, I, in, in any order really works as long as all 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 of the criteria are fulfilled. Um, so I looked up knife slash evidence on eBay, and uh, something came up. What do you got? It says <clears throat> this item is called Zombie SWAT Green Blood Butcher Knife with evidence containment packet and sounds. So it looks like uh, what's happened here is that someone from a SWAT team was forced to kill a zombie with a butcher knife. And now for $8.29, it could be ours. Okay. He's never going to be the same, and neither will we once we get that knife. It's, I, ju- I, I, I fear, fear that if we do this podcast, I'm just going to say, buy the knife, Nate. By the knife. Like, that's going to be my verdict every time. You can never have too many of them. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> There's also uh, one here that says, vintage draw knife, 10-inch blade, 15-inch length, no name but an evident history. Mm. Ooh. Now, this, this thing looks kind of spooky. I don't know how to... It, okay, so it's got Is two, it all curved? Does it, it look look like, like it's used for ritual sacrifice? It looks like it could really be used for that sort of thing. Basically, you have two handles, and then there's a metal part in the middle, and there's like a blade. So it's like, imagine you have it's two... It's like a big bandsaw? Like a hand, like the handlebars for Pee-wee's bicycle, but, okay. but nothing attached to the handlebars. And then the middle part is just a blade. I'm looking at the description here. That and can't it says, be used for. Well, I mean, as, maybe a like a whole side of beef. Maybe you could cut like a whole side of beef with that bad boy. As soon as I picked up this draw knife, I'm just imagining somebody like sneaking up behind you and chopping your head off with it. I knew it was special. The steel is badly pitted and slightly curved blade has been sharpened so many times. There's not much left to it. But as I held it, my thumbs rested on the handles, and there were spots worn flat, and immediately I felt a connection to the man who used this tool until there was nothing left of it. What's the story of this draw knife? Did a pioneer use it to peel the logs for his new home in the Missouri wilderness? Or was he a Wainwright making wagons for the growing community? 
In any case, nope. he couldn't just throw this knife away when it was no longer practical to sharpen it one more time. And so it found its way to my friend's shed several generations later. If I were a collector, I'd keep this draw knife just for the feelings it evokes. I, but I simply do not have room for a tool that I won't be using. Good luck on your bidding. Now, we have uh, five days and 20 hours. Five days. What, what, what's the bid this. at currently? We don't want to, like, there's enough time. We don't want to. There are no bids. The current bid, starting bid is $9. $9. for this vintage. Boy, you just feel the old pioneer spirit. When you is there it. a buy now price? There is a best offer. We could lowball him on this knife. I think we should always, always lowball on knives. I, I don't feel like, and, and we might be the direct cause of this changing, but I don't, I don't feel like knives are at their high watermark right now. Yeah, no, it's, this is buy low, sell high. Uh, my, my father showed me a box of pocket knives he's been keeping for a long time, and he's like, it's a brand of, of knives they don't make anymore. They're really nice. You can probably get a lot of money. And I looked on eBay, and I was like, best i'm getting 30 bucks for these things they don't make these things anymore so i would love to drive the price of knives up and get my beak wet not stabbed so this 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 sounds like this could be a possibility as we do a podcast where we just uh we we research uh vintage knives on ebay and maybe we buy a few of them you know see start our collection get them in maybe this podcast turns into a qvc show yeah i mean and we could also we could make a game of it where like we uh, i'll read a description of the knife and then you guess how much the knife costs okay based on the description i'm I'm liking this idea more and more. I, 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 I honestly, I, I think I want to. I, I think I want to be a part of this podcast. I feel like this. What's great about this is that this guy who's selling this vintage draw knife is doing most of the work for us. Like he's written some great copy. Like his description of this fucking nine dollar antique tool. It has such a rich history. He created a whole extended universe for the vintage ten-inch draw knife. All of the, there's a there's an old prospector who lives in the uni, in the shared universe. It's boy, boy, oh boy! I really I had no idea people were writing this sort of sales copy on their eBay. For I mean, it looks like it'd be one thing if he. It was looks being like, like Dookie, folks. It looks like two <laughs> Dookies. Being held together with an old chunk of iron, and it is nine dollars because he wrote a ghost story about it. <laughs> I, I, if I, I could give him one note, if there, there's any way he could make it seem like uh, it had been used by Wyatt Earp. Yeah, that, no, that I mean, why help. not? I mean, why the hell? All not? these people are dead. Uh, it's okay to say that they use the tools that you're selling on eBay. If everybody knows that, <laughs> I've got a eBay store. It's just a hundred hammers, and they all say, "John Henry beat that steam drill with this hammer." Well, you've, you've got like the the Paul Bunyan axes too. Yeah, to be fair. Got the Paul Bunyan axes. I got the John Henry thing. I got the Lee Harvey Oswald rifle. <laughs> It's all there. All your tall tales. 
<laughs> All right, uh, let's let's move on. I think put a pin in the in this American yeah, knife. Yeah, I, I feel like that's got some real promise to it. But uh, let's uh, let's let's go to the Podron forty five hundred, our our computer that I built in the basement of my house that uh, I taught the names of all the most popular podcasts and then using artificial intelligence, it uh, has generated us a, a, a bespoke list of ideas for podcasts based on title where it took the ideas that existed and figured out what to do with them to make them new podcasts. So uh, basically this is just by the numbers. These are titles of podcasts that the Podtron thinks could be hit podcasts in the same genres that already exist. So firing them up here. Here we go. Here we go. So that, you see the way the, the tape reels are going there? Yeah. That's, uh, Okay. And, How long uh, did it take you to create the Potron 4500? Uh, like a couple of days. It's pretty good. Uh, I, I like how you gave it the blinking eyes, so I got a face to look at. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just that's just basic witchery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, great bitchery. Uh I'm now, look, looking at these uh, printouts here. Uh, do you got any that are jumping off to you? No, I, I mean this one not only not only because of the uh, the thing that we just said, but the thing we said a while ago. One that really jumped out to me is uh, a podcast titled "Bitching: Colon O.J. Simpson." <laughs> so, is this a podcast that is uh, celebrating O.J. Simpson, like? He's bitching like a like a 1984 Camaro, or is this like a podcast for angry people who still haven't gotten over the fact that OJ got away with murder and it's complaining allegedly. about that? Allegedly. Well, Excuse I mean, me. now what I what I'm noticing here is that uh, it is B I T C H I N G, and I mm. feel like normally if you're referring to a Camaro, that's just bitch in, you know. That's true. You just take, yeah. You bitching take... is bad and bitching is good. Mm. Um, yeah. So I'm guessing that this is like uh, complaints about OJ Simpson. And I, I hope it's all coming from uh, waiters, waitresses, uh, concierges, just like everybody is stiffed over the years because he's a terrible tipper. Everybody knows that from the internet. OJ stiffed me again. OJ Simpson. It's just people. 25 minute cab ride. No tip. OJ. Petty grievances against OJ Simpson. None none of this Nicole Brown and Don Simpson. Wait, is that his name? Uh, (laughs) Who's Don Simpson? Don Simpson is uh, the producer of the first Jerry. Brooke, like he worked with Jerry Bruckheimer to make like The Rock and a few other action <laughs> movie movies. Uh, yeah, it used to be Simpson Bruckheimer Productions. Oh yeah, I'm seeing here, along with his partner Jerry Bruckheimer, produced such hit films as Flashdance, Beverly Hills Top Gun, 
and The Rock. Oh, oh, it says here, cause of death, uh, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just... I'm really glad that the Simpsons, that like like Homer, Marge, and so forth, are cartoon characters because O.J. is definitely in a state of there can be only one Simpson and is murdering all of them. <laughs> That's Including his former wife. Yeah. He gave her that name. I he, guess it was his to take back. Oh, uh, he brought it into this world. He can take it out. Okay. Well, um, so this is a this is an idea. Um, yeah, we could also do like a true crime podcast where uh, we uncover the fact that uh, Don Simpson was also killed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I don't mean to dogpile, but uh, I've got a supernatural podcast uh, from this list that's possible. It's called the Exorcia Clarius. <laughs> Exorcia And uh, I, I, I believe the Exorcia Clarius is a magical rock that you rub until it is hot, which might take a really long time, but still we can do that before the podcast starts, and then you whisper it questions, and the Exorcia Clarius clarifies these unknowns for you. So just like a mag- like your typical magic rock podcast. <laughs> okay, wait. But we can find out all the Simpsons that OJ has. Oh, so this like, is like, also- like we can track his, his progress to being the only one. So, yeah, he's going to fight Goro Simpson at the end. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. It's, it's like a mix between Mortal Kombat and Highlander and uh, the NFL. <laughs> you know, it's one of the most controversial, uh, one of the most controversial moves of the NFL was when they did that whole uh, spinoff with one of their dudes. <laughs> OJ drew the short straw. Committed a murder. Know, and like then he had to do it. It boy, wasn't going to be Gale Sayers. The, uh, they dominated the airwaves there for a while with that. That was uh, that was quite a character arc that they chose for OJ there. Um, all right, I've got one here. This is one I I uh, I actually had to uh, make sure. That this wasn't a thing because sometimes the podtron it comes at us with some things that seem like they could be things, and this one seems like it's already a thing. I think, uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty pretty sure it's not. I'm gonna go ahead and and open up iTunes here, but I'll just tell you the name of the podcast that it's suggested to us is Juicy Secrets. Ooh, that sells itself. I feel like that that really feels like it should be a thing. I'm I'm looking in Apple Podcasts right now to see and there is I'm trying to think of if it what what wrinkles this podcast could have and I'm thinking about maybe like the like uh deep down secrets that went into the Del Monte company in Hawaii as they, 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 uh, 
The United Fruit Company. Yeah, got got all them pineapples all for themselves, or, they or maybe. Boy, oh boy, could you imagine like a crossover episode between our knife podcast and our uh, Banana Republic podcast? Yeah, I mean, they. This knife was used to chop a, ba- a banana, and also and also the man, the arm- governor of a small island. <laughs> No, I I am I am actually shocked that there is no there is no podcast on Apple called Juicy Secrets. <laughs> that could be ours. We could jump in there with Juicy Secrets. Everybody they show up, they're looking for Juicy Secrets. They're like, "Where are they? Where are they? Let me at them." Uh, uh, I'm I'm absolutely parched. I need that hot gossip. Where are those Juicy Secrets? I just don't know that many secrets about anybody but myself, and I mean that could. There's be... secrets for a reason. <laughs> that could be the thing people love that you know that getting real, that confessional style. Maybe we just start confessing our secrets. <laughs> Maybe just uh, just Sunday confession, like just. Uh, Put me in a box and wind me up, and, and, and we'll go back there to the boy times. <laughs> the boy times. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm out on that one. Uh, I, I don't know. That's, that's stretching some stuff up for me. <laughs> okay. I'm crossing it out. All right. I've, I've, I've got one more for you, uh, and it's... it's, it's Definitely aimed at building me back up. It might be able to uh, dovetail with your uh, boyfriend podcast, but uh, someone someone with stature knew you. <laughs> so this is, you know, fellas, you know how women aren't going to date anybody on Tinder that's under five foot ten. This is a podcast where we uh, talk about the different uh, experimental medical procedures that could possibly, uh, you know, well, you know, get on their level, so to speak. And also promote our business where we sell coffee can uh, stilts. <laughs> we With actually, real strong rope holding them to your, to your feet. We actually, yeah, we started our own coffee company. And uh, it's also like a like a nootropics thing, like where we're like we put we gotta make a fish oils in this coffee. Also, it's the only coffee that comes in the can that stilts. So like you get the coffee, you, you do the coffee. It makes you smart. It makes you like you can understand Jordan Peterson. Your brain's percolating. It's percolating. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, once you crush all that good sweet hot water then uh you just strap them on and you're ready for a night out on the town you you just need to make sure that you're wearing something uh that billows in the leg maybe a good parachute pant a jinko something of that nature you're gonna want some uh you're gonna go to your tailor you're gonna say i need a pair of uh i think it's time for the zoot suit size 76 uh Zoot, zoot suit with a bell bottom. Hey, Which Jimmy, is, put me in a zoot. This is a this is, just this is a style we haven't seen before. Is a, a, a zoot suit, but with bell bottoms. Uh, usually, they have like a very tapered ankle, you know. 
Not this time. They are blowing out. Do you think that uh, when the song Jesus Christ Pose was written, it was uh, them getting fitted for Zoot Suits? I believe the song is called Jesus Christ Posse. Oh. <laughs> so it's about the... Uh, the disciples. The disciples, yeah. I'm I named think... after two of them. I should know more about these guys. Did they, did they have any side projects? Wait, what? Uh, isn't that like the, the, the Stone Temple Pilots? I can't remember who does it. Hang on. I wanted uh, we're to say Soundgarden, the... but I, I, I might be blanking. Jesus Christ pose. All right. Uh, Soundgarden is Jesus Christ pose. But isn't there a song called Jesus Christ Posse? Well, uh... It looks like that's just a. I don't know the 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 grunge movement was like they were they were all about Jesus. We had the Jesus lizard too, and uh, no, I think Jesus Christ Posse is a thing, but it's not the thing I was thinking of. I, I remember those T-shirts that oh. This is the Jesus Christ Posse, and I think they're a Christian band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this song is called JC Represent. <laughs> they appear to just be a uh, yeah, a hardcore band that goes by the name of the Jesus Christ Posse. <laughs> I like that there are so many hardcore Christian bands because they, they recognize the, the inherent problem with Christian music is that you can tell that it's Christian music, and they just cut that right out. They just... It, Gave it the old snipper clip. Yeah, I so, think there should be more Christian jazz. Ooh, everything's like in a twelve-time signature. It's just the jazz music you want to make, and you just put Jesus on the cover of it, and it works for jazz fans, and it also has a picture of Jesus on it for Christian music fans, and you've doubled your profit. Everybody's uh, beak is liquid. <laughs> Liquid Peak. <laughs> now, I forgot what this was supposed to be about. <laughs> what, what, was the, what was the podcast idea? <laughs> um, I don't remember. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. It was mine, wasn't it? It was... Yeah. Uh, um... There was a Jesus Christ pose, zoot suits. Someone with stature oh, someone knew you. With stature. That's right. It was about trying to seem taller. Yeah, because we started out with uh, like a coffee can stilts and. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I can see how that that could work. All right, so uh, let's run it down again. Here's what we got: the ideas this week. Um, the first one was your pitch about, what was it? The, uh, fan, wait, remystifying no, Rube Goldberg. That's, was I did the, the fantasy sports, fantasy sports, Rube Goldberg, uh, the, the boyfriend experience, boyfriend experience, the, uh, beer and music podcast. Yes. Then we had the uh, knife thing. This American knife. 
And then uh, we had the OJ Simpson one. Uh, wait, you had another one off of there. The Exorcia Clarias. Ask our, our magic rock to re- reveal mysteries. The Exorcia thing. Uh, the Juicy Secrets. And finally, someone with stature knew you. And stature. All right, so these are our ideas. Which one, which one is going to be our podcast? I feel like the the two strong contenders, in my opinion, is the uh, boyfriend thing and the knife thing. Both of those seem like very fertile soil. I I hate to admit it because it's the one idea did, that did not come from us, but I like the knife one best. I think it's the knife one. I think the knife one wins. Congratulations, Wesley. Um, you know what? I'll just... We're, we're, we'll send you something in the mail. So, uh, Wesley, uh, I don't have your... Wesley is, is a friend, uh, but I don't have his mailing address. But, uh, uh, hey, uh, send, send us your mailing address. I, I know I know where he works. At the library. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, I I'm I'm there a lot. So if if you want to give him something, I can drop it off to him. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, we got some we got some merch uh, coming in, and uh, I I will uh, I will send you the very first piece of uh, merch for our new podcast, This American Knife. Uh, it, I might give him a knife too. I've got a lot of them. You got, got a lot of knives. Hey, maybe we'll uh, maybe one of these knives uh, will catch our eye on uh, on eBay, and uh, we'll uh, we'll purchase some of these knives. Maybe uh, we'll sh- we'll spread a little bit of the wealth around, you know, to all of the all of the people, all of our uh, g- g- gabagools in, in this uh, this thing of ours. <laughs> All right, so uh, are, are are we? It's agreed. Uh, it's our, agreed. Our this American is, knife. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Gavel sound. There we go. Clunk clunk. Uh, 